0: are you how's your labor day going i hope you have a hot dog already on the grill for you but yeah how you guys doing welcome back to the cousin cecil show episode seven i'm your host cousin cecil aka mike fowler this week we're gonna be talking about uh the nintendo mario direct i swear to god when i first started this podcast i was like nintendo's been pretty quiet like this should be pretty easy to worry about and then, boom, three, three I, I've had to talk about three different directs in three different episodes. Also, uh, it's probably going to be a little bit more of a jumble podcast, probably more to talk about, because I've been, I played a lot, and I also watched a lot. And uh, one of them I watched is going to be the hot pick of the week, which I'll talk about later down the road this episode. But yeah, how you guys doing? And uh, I guess we'll start how we usually do. What I've been playing this week, I played a little bit of a uh, Rogue Company, which is at uh, High Res Studios, the makers from Smite. They uh, announced it during one of Jeff Keely's uh, specials. Is basically like a four and four third person uh, Counter Strike Go, because it's like I was. There's two different uh, game game styles. One's demolition, so it's basically a team of four. Either defending two spots or planting a bomb on either one of those two spots. It's not that bad. It's still, I feel, like they're still looking for, like, you know, founders. So, they're anybody who wants to willing to put some money into it to get in. There was some free beta codes. It's not bad. The the, the gunplay feels good. But each character you can be is a little different from each other. So, it kind of has like that, it's like Counter-Strike and Overwatch had like a baby. I would check it out if you can catch it for a cheap. Like I, I paid the fifteen bucks for the Founders Pack because also, uh, like their other one, like they've done uh, Paladins, which is like their true uh, Overwatch copy. Usually, if you do like at least the Founders Pack, you're you're eligible for like things down the road. They usually do, but we'll see. Also, uh, just real quick, I also picked up the. I didn't finish them yet. But the two games before, Sacred uh, Twin Breaker, a Sacred Symbols game, the two Lilymo games, I picked up Perils of Baking and uh, Hybrexia. I haven't finished them yet, which I, I've noticed. I thought they're going to be a little bit faster and shorter, easy Platinums. But they're not, but they still have a manageable Platinum. I just have to get down to it. Really right now, because I picked up Tony Hawk 1 and 2 Remastered. That's pretty good. It feels perfect damn near besides which is probably just me uh if you start the the level holding down the x it sometimes doesn't register that you're holding it down so you have to re repress it which is a very minimalistic thing but just it's a pet peeve of mine because i'm one of those guys that just hits the button i get into like a a mode it looks great i do like i was nervous not like that but like when i was playing i'm like man where's the heck i couldn't it was really some, some of the menus were seemed a little overdone. It was if For me, it felt really hard for me to find even just the creative skater at the moment, but I figured it out. I like my guy. I haven't got on the multiplayer just yet, but I'll probably get more into it for next week's. For the complete game I wanted to f- talk about that I finished and I got to platinum it was uh, from Hello Games, the makers of No Man's Sky, that little indie game they did called the last campfire like i said from hello games but it was made by just two of the creators of the studio i think it was really well done in the sense of knowing it's just two guys or people and it is a puzzle game in the sense of like almost like it could be set up for if down the road they if they want They could set it, throw it on mobile, not like in quality, but like the idea of how it's designed. Like it's like that top down of like, all right, just figure out this puzzle and you're on your way. I'll also say it in the sense it was a really good, it was like playing a storybook. It had actually voice acting for a narrator wise, but the narrator wise talks in that way of like reading a storybook, a love, like like almost like a kid's kid's lullaby. I like it a lot. It also reminds me of, even if you look at the art for it, it kind of looks like uh, the game Journey, but with more like Journey Junior, like they're littler, they're a little bit more smaller characters wise. And I would also, I'd recommend it. I don't think it's that bad for, it's only 15 bucks. And for what I'm gonna say, it has a very manageable Platinum. All you have to do is, without spoiling it, there are three like main campfire s- sections. So like three different mid-levels. And each one, you have to find Lost, I'm going to call them Souls, but I think they're like, like Lost Ambers. Because your name's Ember in it. But you just gotta find your like little comrades, and you know each campfire you can go touch touch it and it shows how many more you're missing. But there are like to pro- progress, maybe you have to find like five of them. But like to get that final that whole little section done, you just have to find seven. All in all, the game took me five and a half hours. But I can I can admit if I knew the puzzles better and I knew what I was doing, like in the sense of searching for trophies. You could be done in four hours. The main thing for trophy wise, you all you have to do is find all the option, all the characters of the people you're looking for. Because there's also what got me confused is there's also these little chests with like a, a lost page of a journal that doesn't even have a trophy. So you could brush by those and say who gives a fuck. If you just go find all 22 of the embers. And just finish the game you have a brand new platinum and you nobody can say it's a cheap platinum or like an easy platinum because it's a really well made game i'd actually recommend it if you like a puzzle game that has a really good like uh like i said depressing maybe a little lullaby story like you know looking for hope it it has journey vibes if you know the ending of journey and the you just that feel it just has it too and i do enjoy it i do like puzzle games so i didn't I didn't mind it what I want to also say is, what I watched this week, and holy smokes, I watched a lot. In the sense of, I watched uh, Cobra Kai for the first time. That was a that's a YouTube red show that has now migrated to Netflix. Obviously, if you know what Cobra Kai means, it is a it's the show that is about the Karate Kid world. Where instead of worried about Ralph Macchio's character, which he's in the show, which that makes it better too, it focuses on Johnny from Cobra Kai, and it's about in like modern day where he. Long story short, he's kind of a, kind of a burnout, drunk. He starts Cobra Kai again from you know for a job, but it it's the idea that he has views from what happens in the 80s. They also really, they really hold on to that fin that last, that last fight of the original Karate Kid. I think it's great. I'm a big fan now. I knew it was good when you have. There's multiple people saying Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. You knew it was good. I do enjoy. it. Is it really some? Is there some corny campiness? Yeah, but that's what you're going for. I'd especially on netflix i'd recommend everybody to watch it season three is coming out in 2021 so it's not like a dead se- series they're going to continue it and it's been praised since season one season two also brings in which is I, I won't say it but i think netflix will spoil it for you if you look at images i would look, keep your head down just look for i'd search cobra kai and then Cert you know, not even look, just hit play and just go. There's only ten episodes each and they're only twenty two minutes long, so it's really nice and short and sweet. Also, I am up to date with Lovecraft Country, which was a cousin Cecil show hot pick before. And I wanted to just more praise it in the sense of It's been it's been actually like the only thing I've been watching on my Sundays. Right before the either editing this podcast or, you know, right before it. This week in particular, because of Labor Day, they put the, the episode four out early. Thank God they did. And I think they have a pretty good setup going on right now because there's also, which is going to be the hot pick. With Lovecraft Country, they just flipped it on episode four. Episode one, two, and three are almost, uh, if you ever heard of this word, like creature of the week style episodes. Like the first episode wasn't involved which I'm not gonna spoil it, spoil it, but I'm just gonna, you know, was about kind of monsters. The second one involves like magic. The third one involves paranormal. And but this fourth one without I'm not gonna I'll I'll not spoil it in a true sense, but like the idea of it made me want a Indiana Jones movie with these three characters. This was probably the episode that progressed the story in the sense of what their goal is to probably either end season one. You know what I'm saying? I want to, I'm going to say it blunt, but like, you know, I want this all, this Indiana Jones with these black perspectives. Because this one hour episode was great. It had, like, if it had a little bit more, if you had the back knowledge from the last three episodes and you you made, like, a little 30-minute snippet of that information and added it to episode four, it could have been a full-blown movie and people would have bought it, I think. It was that, I, I just liked it a lot. That I like that adventure. And I like to see these characters in particular or even just, like, the, the actors and actresses. Also... Which I'm just going to sprinkle right here. Which I'm not going to say here. But I did watch the first three episodes of Raised by Wolves. Which is going to be the hot pick. And I forgot to even mention, I even got to watch the first three episodes. Which, kudos to all these streaming services when they're going to start something when everybody's at home right now. They're hitting it with three a uh, three-episode mo- uh, block. But I got to watch season two of The Boys... The first three episodes. The Boys is uh, really good. It is definitely do not jump in unless you've seen the first first season because it, it does not give a fuck about new watchers. They want the people. Obviously, if you're initiated, you should have watched the first season. I know it sounds dummy saying that, but the idea of some seasons kinda give you a better tiptoe into the new season. Nuh uh this one goes right into what the involvements of the final couple episodes of season one of the boys. It's still over the top. It's still pretty funny, but obviously has these weird dark moments with the idea of like a psycho Superman esque person. It's just a good time for streaming services episodes, but but yeah. Raised by Wolves is going to be the hot pick, and I'll explain, and I'm probably going to give give you a warning, I am going to do a Cousin Cecil spoil of the first episode, just so I can explain it so I can sell you the show. I ain't going to tell you a direct blunt spoiler, I'm just going to explain it the best I can, and I'll even even say it, I'll even add in at the end of the, right before the spoiler, I'll I'll jump back into this recording and tell you how many minutes was my little rant. But yeah, that was my week. Pretty busy. Also, I guess, fuck it. I even said that. I had to watch AEW uh, All Out. That was uh, great. I've been missing my live, well, I've been missing live wrestling because I don't have currently cable to watch uh, the Dynamite every Wednesday the pay-per-view is how they that's how they do it they have such great uh little promo segments right before the matches that get you right right into the conflict and the the storyline i was going to say match of the night was going to be the tag titles with kenny omega adam page against ftr but i think mjf and uh john moxley did i see why there was the the main event that was the final match of the night i just i'm going to throw it out here for wrestling nerds I think MJF should have won. I think they could have maybe done some a little bit more storylines. Besides like that My Dick Bigger style of what's going to happen. Because at the pay-per-view, that we had, they uh, basically announced who's going to be the next uh, opponent for the heavyweight champ. Which is John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose from WWE. Or formerly known as, so FKA, <laughs> as Dean Ambrose. They basically announced that it's gonna be this big guy, the murder hawk, Lance Archer. But here's the thing I'm gonna say, that's why I I wish MJF did it. MJF is a kid of wrestling in the sense of he has still the I guess it's the words would be he still has the passion, or however to explain it. But I was when I was watching that match, I literally go like MJF should win this title. Because one thing I hate, which Lance Archer does too, but also Lance Archer came out the gate like this. I'm going to explain it. And Dean Ambrose did it the first or the last half of this match. I hate when they do not sell a hit as much compared to, like, the other guy. Like, MJF can sell a, a blow or a spot like a motherfucker, he was. He had a crimson mask on last night, which means he he spilled blood on his. He had blood. He was selling it. He had the passion. He looked like he was really fighting for that title. Just to, at the end of the day, doesn't get it because he's the heel, and for and for some reason, AEW in the sense, I know this is why WWE does this shit with Brock Lesnar. Ozzy John Moxy is going to be selling views since obviously they don't need tickets right now i just wish mjf would have done it because going into this match i see that uh mjf made uh dean ambrose do like contracts and like do special dumb matches which dean ambrose has the personality to do it which explains it but it just it was just i just wish mjf put in the work to earn it Granted, this COVID shit has made people probably not have to do this much as many matches because I think they saw, I think they said like it was like almost a month since MJF actually wrestled. That's because of COVID and shit. But anyway, it was a great it was a great pay per view. I'm just more talking about as a fan who wants to talk about it more. I I wish MJF was the champ just to go through. This would be the perfect time. You don't have to worry about uh, crowds to what they look or feel about it. You could have a really, like, even, like, for a month or even, like, MGF just has it from all out to full gear, which is the next pay-per-view. But, yeah, let's get into the real news. I'm sorry about that a little rant. This week, we had a Mario-centric Nintendo Direct where they had a full-blown 16 minutes of that plumber pulling out his dick and setting it on the table. Nintendo came out and with the PS5 in the air, Xbox Series X, Nintendo 2 has a game console for this this uh, winter. They're coming out with a a new version of the Game and Watch. This version of the Game and Watch, which is an old little handheld that used to be like those uh, watch games. So it's just like a, like a, if you know what a Tamagotchi is, like less graphical than that back in the day used to. But this game and watch comes with uh, Super Mario Brothers on it, so you get to play a full colored Super Mario Brothers on a little game and watch. It also comes with a Mario version of the original game game and watch, which is just a juggling. I don't even want to say eight bit, but like a just a little fucking little two bit little juggle game for a watch. They have the they have the cojones to bring it out during these times. Last time I checked, I looked at the pre-orders. There's only 50 bucks. So, I mean, you know, cheaper than some of these fucking Lego prices that they do. But also, uh, they announced that the le- one of the last Wii U exclusives that are finally coming over the Switch. That Mario 3D World Wii U game is coming to the Switch. Finally. Which is a good game. It was a pretty good, uh, if you, all right, if me and three other people with a Wii U, it was a pretty good game. There's the only, I think it was the only Mario game in the sense of, yeah, we didn't have no, there was no galaxy or no 3D world like Odyssey or Galaxy for it. But it was a really good title. And they also bring in this version of Mario 3D World is bringing a DLC of Bowser's Fury. It was going to be probably Bowser in a cat suit since the 3D world's uh, gimmick was there's the new cat suit. So. Looking forward to that. They also... They also are creating a new... uh, Super Mario... uh, Battle Royale called Super Mario 35. Kind of like they did with Tetris 99. Except... It's probably because of just... It's probably easier. But it involves... You get to play Super Mario Brothers... With 35 other people. And all you have to do is focus on your game. But... Every enemy you dot kill will go to another player's a uh, game, and the same idea that what they're killing might go to yours. You're obviously trying to be the last remaining Mario to be the winner. That is announced for October first, twenty twenty, and it's only playable until March thirty first of twenty twenty one. We're gonna explain that more too because they didn't. They did some weird shit going on this uh, direct. Like a debt, like a it stops on a certain date. Mario 35 looks good in the sense of I like Tetris 99, I like that race, and I think this is probably hopefully more up my alley since I feel it's going to be more Fall Guys-esque because I'm not that for platforming-wise, so I'm looking forward to that. Next, they showed a, a actual toy that goes with your Nintendo Switch that is basically Mario Kart home, like live live pre like home pre it comes with the set i think it's like a 100 bucks you get the mario kart with a a full-blown toy mario kart that is remote controlled through the switch and it has a little camera on it so that you can see where you're going on your switch and it comes with four like little racing posts so that you can go like all right this one says one so this is the start of the race and then you can put post number two anywhere Post number three and four, and I guess maybe probably do like a little test route so that the you know the system knows where the lap, show where the lap is because the trailer shows it could be it's gonna be very AR centric on your uh, switch. Like you're gonna look like you're gonna have actual like track lanes and you're holding items and everything. It looked good. It looks good for kids. Obviously, it's a really big money in the sense of walking into a a toy, you, fuck, you need the two hundred or three hundred dollar switch. You are gonna need a hundred dollar game or little toy, and then you have to buy another Luigi for a second player slash switch. I am like, typical Nintendo. They don't really worry about that. Also, they did a quick snippet that the Mario Kart tour for your mobile game is gonna get a uh, special Super Mario Kart skins of Mario and Donkey Kong from the old Super Nintendo. Uh, Mario Kart. And next they showed... Oh, they also showed other games are going to get some Mario-centric things. Like Smash Brothers is going to get a Nintendo vs. Challenge Cup. Splatoon in G- January is going to get a special Mario-centric stickers for the game. Animal Crossing is going to have a Super Mario event. They talked about... They got board games coming. They, well, new, new-centric new uh, Mario Monopoly and all that shit. Just new ones. But then they also finally showed... I was wondering this was going to happen if they were going to put new games on the Nintendo Switch Online store well they announced that it's already it's out but Super Mario All Stars version of you know Mario Lost Levels, Super Mario Brothers 2 Mario Brothers 3 is on the Switch Online for free and I didn't know that growing up because obviously that was just my cartridge I had but All Stars is just it gives them all revamped Super Nintendo-esque art style to help you know make it look better it looks good i've been playing mario 3 on the switch online and it doesn't hurt that bad to have the reverse time so you don't have to have any game overs but (laughs) that's on another note but then they announced the the big boy nintendo switch is going to get the super mario brothers 3d all-stars 3d all-stars is going to be three games uh well super mario 64 super mario sunshine and super mario galaxy one is going to be on a one collection coming to the switch and surprisingly it comes out this month on september 18th and there's also while it looks good obviously i'm more happy to play uh sunshine because i didn't finish it back growing up also just more so people know because some people, like me, I have a Switch Lite. I, I pre-ordered it, but I didn't know when I hit the button. But Super Mario Galaxy, you need to have Joy-Cons that can be detachable. Because Super Mario Galaxy still is going to have motion controls. So, I think I've been reading that there, has some, there are Joy-Cons for the Switch Lite that can be detachable for this situation. But... I'm more excited just to play 64 and Sunshine. And then, if it's not that expensive or if it's not that hard for my son's Joy Cons, I'll probably just uh, connect them so I can play on my Switch. But it comes out, like I said, September 18th. And for some reason, which this has a limited uh, release, it's out September till like next March. I think they're just going to do, which people have been throwing on the internet, they're going to just stop this production and they're just going to make a uh, non-collective production later. Like they did with the Wii version of the Super Mario All-Stars of like back then. Like when they did the 25th edition, 25th anniversary edition. But it's cool. One thing I saw in particular, which was odd, was Super Mario Galaxy 2 was not anywhere in images the little sizzle trailer at the end to show all of uh, Mario's 35 years I just think it's odd because I thought uh, Nintendo fans enjoyed Mario Galaxy 2 but I just don't understand why this this one in particular they are they're like uh, nope we don't who, who is Super Mario Galaxy 2 don't know who that is. But yeah, that was basically it. A lot of Mario information. Obviously, I picked up the All Star three D All Stars. After that, uh, Mario Direct. Nvidia had their little showcase for their next, you know, uh, next steps in their graphics cards, and they announced the the three the thirty series. I am just gonna call them their thirty series. Are like the Nvidia RX. 3070 3080 and then like their top tier one is the 3090 i want to sound really bad because i do not know computers apparently these graphics cards in particular this series is going to be like the best balance of getting top tier graphical infidelities and the less damaging for your uh, wallet apparently they have a titan t80i boy. Graphics card that's older and that card was like 1200 bucks. To my knowledge judging by their graph I watched, I think their 3080 does better almost 4K graphics with RTX on than that T80i and it's uh the 3080 is only like $700. Like $700. I'm just going by also the uh, the words on the internet, people are like, yeah, this might be the this might be the console killer, this graphics card to help boost up the ideas for these PCs. But I actually asked uh, a friend of mine just to ask, how much is it for a PC that uses one of these graphics cards? I I said the uh, thirty eighty. How much would it cost me to make a PC for this that will run it? He well, he replied and said. Judging, you know, if you you know have to add the cooling, you have to add the power sources and all that shit that I don't know about the casing. Basically, that seven hundred dollar graphics card, you also need another thousand dollars in other parts of the PC components. So, and then he also did those uh, small comment that goes. These consoles are going to be pretty not they gonna they gonna go above it, but they're gonna be pretty close to a pretty decent benchmark. Of these PCs too. So I take his word. Because obviously he's more of a PC gamer than me. Obviously you can take his with a grain of salt. I think he knows what he's talking about. Thanks Zach. Also real quick. The rest are going to be pretty quick straight shots. Uh, That Ubisoft is coming out. On September 10th. With a new Ubisoft forward. People are thinking that that Prince of Persia rumor. That we talked about a couple episodes back. Might be that's where they're going to announce it. They also announced uh, possibly that a game that's been in the Shadows, Gods, and Monsters might have a new name. The new name is called possibly Immortals, Phoenix Rising, and the Phoenix is spelled F-E-N-Y-X. Oh, yeah. Also this week, uh, The Witcher 3 developers, Project Red, has announced that that if you own... The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt right now. You have a free pass to get The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt for your PS5 or Xbox Series X through like a smart delivery idea. So that's pretty cool. I'm I'm glad. Well, I don't fucking care, but it's cool that The Witcher Three is even like a, such an old game that's still going to get a. You can play it on your next gen consoles with a better patch for it. Also, I think it goes into how. Project Red is the the richest studio in Poland, so they have money to burn in the sense of yeah, well I did because obviously it's good, good ser- fan service. Good on them. Am I missing some shit? I'm probably definitely gonna miss some stuff. I'm not. I didn't play Avengers, so I don't really have that much bet in the race of that. I heard the the final product looks a little bit better than the demo. And then I've also heard that there is a certain glitch in the Avengers that you can, apparently there's these city villains. And every city villain involves the final piece of the mission is going up on the top of a building and then fighting the, the villain. But apparently there's a glitch or overlooked item that if you use Iron Man's Hulkbuster, you can literally punch... The bad guys off off the building. And just win. There was videos I saw that. How to beat Abomination in 41 seconds. And he did it. But obviously just probably going to be worked on. I don't know how they're going to fix that. Since it's. I don't even know how to explain that. And also I see that the Avengers uh, DLC characters. Are free. But come with a uh, battle pass for them. Each character. Which will be $10. People on internet are explaining well it is free you don't have to pay for these battle passes but also i don't know how avengers the game is like i've been saying if there's no progression obviously it kind of put you in a rock in a hard place like yeah you want you're gonna want this 10 dollar battle pass so you can get new costumes for your character right huh huh but we'll see but also real quick what is it PlayStation had a conference call that they said they want to acquire more studios, more of the original games on play, uh, PC, and then obviously focus on PlayStation VR, which sounds all the blah, 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 but I just really quick saying about the uh, acquiring more studios, I hope Demon Souls Remastered is like their application so that they can pick up Bluepoint Studios. Blue Point Studios is a, I think they're pretty big, but the idea they have like the, they have the framework to just push out remasters, and you're like ah, but look at Tony Hawk, look at Crash Bandicoot, look at Spyro, all these Activision games have been getting some really good money for them in the back end, so that they can do stuff, you know, for the front end. So if we had Blue Point Studios under PlayStation. We could have a studio that's focused on that. They also, I think they have their own original. Did they have their own original one set up? No, I don't think they did. Blue Point could bring out. Yeah, Blue Point could be a good good one for even the idea of a second studio that can maybe take some pressure off, like to help Sony Santa Monica or even uh, Naughty Dog, because since they they remastered the Uncharted Collection, they could actually. Help with the back-end side of maybe making games quicker. We'll see. Those are some quick things. Also, real quick, off games, more into real-world problems that are messed up in this world, but also involves a movie star. Well, TV star. Marisol Nicole, which is the the actress that plays uh, Veronica... Mom in Riverdale. Apparently, uh, the reason I'm saying anything is apparently she has been secretly working with the FBI in the fight against sex trafficking. She has been basically been the the voice to help uh, capture these guy these people. It's a bad topic. But yeah, I just think it's crazy to hear like a TV star helping the FBI with that. And then also the weird grimier thing is apparently they're going to make a, her story as an undercover agent will be made into a TV series by Sony Pictures. I just think it's kind of good. Obviously there's more people, there's a lot of people, a lot of actors in this world doing that. I think Aston Kutcher has been doing that shit too, but doing a lot to try to stop sex trafficking I know that's really offshoot for this podcast, but I just think it's really cool that they they found, you know, they have somebody to do that undercover style shit. That's kind of neat. But yeah, oh boy. Going to be a short and sweet one this week, but I'm, let's get into it, I guess. That was it. Uh, hot Picks Comics. It's uh not new-new, but I'd like everybody to go check out uh comixology apparently right now they are having black panther for free you can download the first or no you can download any issue of black panther for free and also for me as a nerd i like to worry about the most current uh storylines or current books because I don't want I don't you know why do I want to learn something about a new character that's not relevant no more? So I picked up like 2016 to now a Black Panther and they also have uh, Killmonger uh, 2018 run which is only five issues for free and another 2018 run of uh, Black Panther sister Shuri is also for free. And also just for these these people that were worried about dumb shit at the wrong time. But if you really want to, you can also look at the 2010 ARC of Black Panther that basically spoiler, but Surrey is the Black Panther, which will give you a kind of a a, a door a opening of a door to see how maybe Black Panther two might happen. But, yeah, take that all with a grain of salt. Just ideas for that. Music. First got first time we can do this. Uh, <laughs> Big Sean's uh, Friday Night Cypher track is this week's uh, hot pick song. But then, TV show. I would like everybody to check out on HBO Max, Raised by Wolves. And here's the part I'm going to talk about. It is from... Director Ridley Scott, best known for Aliens franchise, Prometheus. So it has you can really see that his fingers are in this this show, the broad stroke elevator pitch of the show. If you don't want to hear anything about Raised by Wolves, just skip about six minutes. Earth has been basically uninhabitable because of war. And before you think it's a it's a religious war, and this is why I think it, it interests me because I have a really, I really like this, uh, I like this like the the ideas of religion and stuff and like these storylines. Okay, how about and then in a Terminator sense, the the atheists of this these wars sent out a basically a pod but a small spacecraft that is faster than the religious spacecraft to a different planet to help start the human race you know in a safer way these two androids land they have uh, 12 I think they said 12 12 frozen embryos of children only 6 of them survived the the, uh, the spaceship flight and crash and then they the the girl android, I don't want to say gets pregnant because of when you watch the show, it's a little different. But the the girl android starts the process of growing these embryos, these six embryos. You find out during the show that's where you find out that they are like part of the atheist uh, group of fighters. They're trying to raise a, this generation to be faithless. Long story short, there's only one child that lives. There's a reason for that, and that's I'm not going to spoil it. They're going to explain that within the these three episodes why possibly why these these other children died. But this one one living uh, kid lives, and then they got they've been on this planet long enough so that of this child's maybe I can't don't quote me, but like you know eight. 8 years old, maybe older. Then finally the religious uh arc gets to this planet and their landing scout team which is uh shows that the star Travis Fimmel, which is all he's also known from History Channel's Vikings, he's Ragnar. They find this little you know hut and shit of uh, the two androids and the boy, the mother android, his name is the actress Amanda Collin. And she does really well there. I just want to give her a, a shout out because she like it's really well done. But back to the thing, the the survey team and one of the pieces of the religion is androids can't raise children. Just, a you know, just a little faux pas of the religion idea. They get invited. Then they obviously try to perform a coup of trying to get this kid because they do real they say it real quick, but I'm I might be saying a spoiler, but also it's not a spoiler in the sense that it does not involve the rest of the three episodes how I'm gonna say it. They're like, oh, this kid might be the savior of our prophecy. They obviously snatch him, but that mother, there are apparently there are multiple types of androids in this world. And she is a battle. You see flashbacks of this war, so you'll get to understand that. But I know I'm saying a lot, but I just she goes out and gets the boy, and it that this is all in the first episode. There's two more episodes to talk about, which I'm not going to talk about because of you know spoilers. This movie don't let the beginning of this show stop you. Because the, the the show is a little dry. It is like that really Scott slow burn, but then when you see the ending of this first episode, you'll be like, "Holy shit!" Go watch Raised by Wolves, and I hopefully you'll understand what I'm talking about. Of like, if you want to sci that this is the sci fi itch. It also involves religion. It also involves things that when I say religion, because uh. I'll even say it here. It's not, it's not like full blown like Jesus and like real Earth religions. It's about well, how I'm going to say it. Like their religions about this uh, about soul, S O L. So obviously the sun. They see a lot of images in that, but it does have Christianity thoughts. But you know what I mean. They kind of keep it vague in the sense of we're just going to make a religion. Don't have to think about Christianity and stuff. I suggest everybody should watch it it's really well even has like the really Scott <laughs> milk blood for androids it just it's really good the last up ep- the, the, the third episode is uh, very interesting which I'm not going to say but like well it involves there are creatures on this planet that they'd never seen for the years they've been there but now they finally start coming out so it looks in- it, it's really good I recommend for everybody but yeah, that was it for the Cousin Cecil show. Sorry for if you think that's a real spoilers, but I try my best to do vague spoilers that keep you interested that you should go watch the show. But follow me on social medias at Mike Fowler93, at Cousin Cecil C-U-Z-N-C-I-S-E-A-L, on Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation. Again, thank you all for listening. Till next time. Be good to each other. You have a good weekend. Eat another hot dog for me. Peace.